0: Hi. How
1: you doing?
0: Good. How are you? I'm good.
1: I'm good. How was your function, the
0: one you had to go for? Uh, it was good. It's actually a musical oh,
1: play. Nice. What show was yeah.
0: that? Uh, Fella and the Calcutta Queen. Oh, I'm so
1: jealous. Fella, I've seen <laughs> Fella on Broadway before. Is it similar?
0: I haven't seen that one, so I can compare. Uh, okay. uh, but this one is about Fella through his... Um, oh, is... uh to his wife
1: his queen's letter like,
0: <laughs> yeah his wife as he actually married them so he know. yeah
1: that
0: uh yeah oh that's good was this in
1: lagos at the musan center sorry was this in lagos at the musan center
0: Where? no no I, I, I mean abuja oh nice oh nice yeah
1: Oh, well, oh that's a good thing to go for then <laughs> i'll definitely choose that over podcasting <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Mo and this is The More Sibyl Podcast. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to The More Sibyl Podcast, a podcast for culture and cultural nomads, designs for blacks and Asians and those who love them. I'm your host, Mosibo, Nigerian-born, years educated, Korean-speaking, struggling intellectual. On this wonderful fine afternoon, which is actually evening, from where this person I'm about to introduce to you stays, we will be exploring something within the line of politics and governance in Nigeria. And um, in introducing them, um, his name is Mark Amaza. He started his degree in elect-elect, like we call that, ACOM in Nigeria, but it's a short form for electrical engineering at the Abubakar Tafawa Balewa University in Bauchi, Before switching to environmental management, after his primary and secondary school education in Medjugorje, Borno State, he's the lead strategic communications, power for all Nigeria campaign, and co-runs the Mind Capital. He's an avid blogger on Nigerian politics, especially on northern Nigeria. He's also involved in youth political participation, entrepreneurship, and personal development. And you find that at his website, www.markamaza.com. He's at times been a columnist for numerous sites such as Nigeria Intel, Nigerian Talks, and a major contributor to other blogs such as Why Niger, this African argument. He's been involved in various social causes, such as helping raise relief materials from persons internally displaced by the Boko Haram conflict and the Not Too Young to Run campaign. Which is designed to increase youth political participation in Nigeria. Everyone, join me with Mark Amaza, to the show. Hello, Mr. Mark.
0: Hello, nice Nice to be on the show. Oh
1: um, wow, what a very impressive bio, Mr. Mark. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Something that we ha- we haven't like, talked about there.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, I, mean, I I read a lot, even though I don't have as much time to do the reading. I love to do because of work. Yeah. But I, is one way to bribe me to get me books or oh, Amazon gift cards yeah. <laughs> to buy oh. books. There you go. That's uh, a yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm a bibliophile. Okay. True and true. Yeah. What are you And meaning? I don't have... I... So currently, I'm reading The Gatekeepers, uh, the book on Chief of Staff, of American Chief of Staff. Yeah. You know? Um, I have, like, a ton of books on my iPad I've not even looked at. Um, they also have the book uh, by McNamara Man- yeah. by... Master on the Vietnam War. I pile them and then I just be reading them as I get the time. Do you
2: do hard copies or do you do
1: audiobooks? Like what's your format like?
0: I do hard and soft copies, not okay. audio, audiobooks, not yet. Okay. So maybe as I start driving more, I'll teach to audiobooks. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you love reading, you consider yourself a blue- blue- blue. What other magic do you have in store? Uh,
0: magic. Okay. I don't want to come up as being a braggart. But,
1: uh... <laughs> hey, B, B, this is you. Shine.
0: Let me, I'll say it's really, really sharp memory of, of, of places, of yeah. events. I happen to know almost all the countries in the world, the capitals. And we've run let that tidbit about them. I don't think that's impressive anymore.
1: <laughs> well, in the days of Google, probably not. But to be able to recall <laughs> information fast, like you see breaking news, like, oman muscat you kind of know oh the capital of oman is muscat or you can differentiate between mauritiana yeah. and mauritius which i couldn't do for a while so that's a good thing to have. <laughs> probably should call you when we yeah. need to call a friend for like you know joe paddy one of those
0: <laughs> game shows, <laughs> those game shows. Yeah. i know <laughs> yeah
1: well mm, cool, good well um for those listening i haven't met mr mac but we have a mutual friend and when we were talking about just politics and governance in Nigeria, which is a topic that I found myself really getting more interested in, thanks to my love for Korean politics, and I've been seeing a lot of you know parallels I could draw on Nigeria as well. And, and so um, his name came up, like, hey, you, there's this person that is doing wonderful stuff. He's actually one of the people behind the Not Too Young to Run campaign. I was like, what's that about? And uh, so I, the more I learned about him, I was like, yeah, I, I want to hear from this person. Like, this sounds like a very good way to start getting young people involved in governance. And so my friend made that connection, Ayod by the way. Thank you, Aya. And the rest, as I say, is history. For those that are listening, the Not Too Young to Run Act was actually signed into law recently by the president of Nigeria, President Mohamed Buhari. And what it entailed was reducing the age qualification for certain elective offices created by the Nigerian constitution. So take, for example, the age qualification for president was reduced from 40 to 35 years. And this effort was spearheaded by the wonderful folks at the Not Too Young to Run movement, which Mark is a part of. So um, Mr. Mark, can you tell us a little bit more about this campaign and why Nigerian youths or those that are listening that are very interested in Nigerian politics and governance should be equally excited about this?
0: Okay. So the bill, like you rightly said, uh, the idea of the bill is to expand the political space for more young people to be involved in uh, politics and governance. So it's not that young people, generally speaking, are not involved in politics in Nigeria. We are involved. The problem is the quality of the involvement. So you have young people who are the multitude at campaign rallies, um, who act as support staffs, politicians, who act as, you know, SAs, PAs, policy drafting, speech writing, and all whatnot. But overall, you have very few young people at the decision-making table. Yeah. And if you look at the side of Nigeria, it's generally a young country. And yet, as we have grown younger demographically, our leadership has grown older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, so the not-young-to-run bill was to expand that space, uh, to have more young people be involved, to uh, expand the proportion and have we believe that if someone is capable and competent and credible, he should be able to put off himself, for ele- himself or herself for election and let the electorate decide. Uh, our initial goal uh, and our desire, still, so is that the age of um, voting and for eligibility should be equalized, which means if you're old enough to vote, you're not young to run for any office. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, that was the idea. But uh, in the end, well, you know, bit of politics, sometimes you have to, you know, people just try to change the world, you have to be a revolutionary or a reformist. uh reformist, you not know, have to know how to take your win ticket step by step and win, win battles along with, with the war, you don't know, win the war in one of those So the end result has been that all the ages were dropped by five years, except for the governorship and the Senate. This so you can sense? run...
1: I understood why the sentence was not um,
0: reduced. Why do you understand that?
1: So well not like I understand, but I got the explanation that was given. Aquarium I said that so part is section one for the stage two that any vacancy that occurs in circumstances when the office of VP is also vacant, the president of the Senate shall hold the office of the president for a yeah. period of time. And then during that time <laughs> yes. since you already elevated the VP, so it it was kind of gonna be counterintuitive to reduce age. So I do get that explanation. But I'm wondering why the governor was not... Um,
0: and then well, was- well, Mo, do you know why the argument of the Aquarium madrid is moot? Because okay. under the previous law, Senate was 35 and President was 40. So which meant if, for example, you had a 38-year-old Senate president and in the office of the VP and President were both you will still have the same constitutional crisis they are claiming to avoid by not equalizing the ages right now. Why not reduce the age of the senate this is why we say we put if, if you make all the 18 this, con- this likely constitutional crisis will not arise mm-hmm. because you now have that whoever any office is all going to any other office yeah and then you look at if you're going to make the same argument for the senate why not make the same argument for the governorship That's which you be retain at 25 yeah. and then they have to assembly all the way down to 25. Mm-hmm. so there's a 10-year gap and then if you now have like we've seen in few states uh, it happened in Adama in 2014. It happened in Kogi sometime where you have uh, this governor and maybe, let's say, maybe elections were cancelled. There needs to be a rerun, or the governor is impeached, and then you now have to have the speaker step in. So, so that's why that argument is moot.
1: Thank you for that. I mean, it's I liked how you explained it because it definitely explains the other side of the argument, which I sincerely I didn't see. But that kind of makes sense. Now, um, let's go back a little bit. This
0: so, sorry to interrupt. i was also going to add another thing. We really we had desired to uh, to have independent candidacy, but sadly that did make the cut in the final bill that was passed. What so,
1: did make the cut? But
0: we have independent candidacy.
1: Oh, independent. Oh, that would have been wonderful. Like, a, apart from the two major parties that we're used to, like a third party, like a neutral party. Kind of like the way you have, like, the independents here, the Green Party also. Well,
0: we we have many parties in Nigeria. We have about fifty eight. So, uh, but then we still realize that uh, sometimes the parties alone, sometimes you're hamstrung by the kind of parties you join. Maybe yeah. you're, you'll be tied to get ideology which you don't believe in. And there's also the challenge a lot of times where you have popular candidates um, not um rigged out or, or lose out in primaries. Yeah. Parties are able to do primaries. And to pick a lesser known party means more work in the sense that to sell themselves and sell their parties. While with independent candidacy it further opens up the space, especially at the lower levels for people to run. You know, which are having need a lot of money for for buying nomination forms mm. and delegates delegates. It takes the money, it reduces the influence of money in the political system.
1: That's very true. That's very, very true. In fact, that's one of the questions I have to ask you. But before I ask that question, I want to ask the basic questions first. Um, when was this movement started? And did you believe it was going to gather this much momentum that it has?
0: Uh, Okay, so the movement started in 2016. It's actually the fourth attempt we've had at amending the constitution. We had to go back and revise the strategy and then so from 2015, we to 15 to 15 started and we have had allies in the house. So two our secretariat, which is housed in an organization called Yaga, and they were working in a project where they had all the legislators under the age of 45. Mostly they house sort of representatives. Okay. And then we also got, uh, one of them sponsored the building of the representatives and then a uh, senator sponsored in the Senate. And then from there, we went back on their media campaign, uh, the media round, uh, reaching out to stakeholders, talking to people, uh, and then having state coordinators of the movement do same in their various states.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Very good. Thank you for that. Now, let's now go into the qualities of the act that was proposed, which is now signed into law. Looking at the average Nigerian setup, and by average, that's a very general term right there. Someone age 35 hasn't most likely reached their peak, you know, as a young adult in Nigeria, and that sometimes she's mm-hmm. trying to just struggle to be on their feet. Most of them have that misgiving that those that are in power are those that are probably game three by their birthright? How do you encourage a 35-year-old person to understand that this bill is something that was designed for someone like you and you should be encouraged in governance as well?
0: Okay, uh, we have heard this argument a lot of times and there's this argument so many times we've had the argument that this bill, this law only benefits children of the elites and the rest. And But then I, I feel there's something that many people miss. Uh, you see, first of all, let's start with the fact that children of the elites to have a right to contest. Yeah. because the Nigerian constitution says you shall not be discriminated against based on age, sex, this, ethnicity, religion, social status. So it would be wrong to discriminate, I, I mean, because they are also Nigerians. But well, then, secondly, every election there's some form of disruption. There are people who have, without any, who do not come from elite families who have run for election than If you go and look at, uh, if you do a thorough research of people in government today, no, you can count the number of those who could say are inheriting came from a political dynasty of sorts. Yeah. Um, again, there are many, many young people. We're not ignoring of the challenges of being in Nigeria, how I mean, those leave don't school at a year also because of strikes and closures, we spend time looking for jobs and getting a good job and all of that. But nonetheless, there are many young people who even at that age have done, at younger ages, have done really good work. For me personally, my desire is not, is, is I'm looking more and more at smaller offices. You have a lot of people who are very popular in their local governments, in their communities, in their local, the federal constituencies, probably doing you know, some community organizing, some work here and there, but yet cannot run, and are have been told they have to wait till a certain age. Okay. These, for me, are the people I'm most interested in, that if you feel... You are ready now to run. You should be able to, without having to be made to wait years. Why delay for tomorrow what you can do today?
1: Okay. Well, that's a good call to action. And along that line, apart from the age restriction, okay, let's think about it. For you to be able to run in Nigeria now, look at the setup. The price of contesting an election is very expensive. From the price of the funds to campaign funding, do you think this should also change? Because how do you encourage those upcoming Nigerians who don't really have the financial backing of a, you know, godfather, whatever the, um, the, the word of the day is? And how do you encourage them that you could actually have a successful platform to run despite your financial disadvantage?
0: Yeah, that's why we actually did it uh, independent. Um, but I also have to, know, but sadly, they work out. Also, the issue of nomination forms and the rest do not just affect young people. It affects the majority of Nigerians. Not many Nigerians can bring out in 7 million naira to, to run for presidency or, to, or 20 million naira to buy a form or get 10 million naira to buy a form for governorship. So it's actually disenfranchised a lot of Nigerians. But for us, we're also looking at many other things. We are looking at the challenging parties to to come up with ways to encourage participation within their parties. Be more transparent in, your, in how you select candidates. Intro democracy is very important. also challenging parties to reserve up to at least half their tickets, half their seat uh, tickets for youth young candidates. So if you need know competent, credible young people, we we should have you no know, tickets reserved for them. If young man is coming credible, he, he actually book the chest of the party before the election, during the election and his performance. And not just to fill up the space with people who are who do not have the capacity to perform. We have seen to show before where parties say don't oh, we're giving young people, we're giving women free tickets free free forms. Yeah. And then go right back to read the parameters against them. So first of all, be transparent in your family and then have a quota for young people in your party. we have gone past just tokenism, where you have one young person as youth leader at the end, who yeah. a to young person. I mean, i think seen 50 year being we'll that. and that's <laughs> so it. Could you say that again? I didn't hear that very well.
1: They,
0: we say we say we we have gone past the stage of having tokenism, where you have uh, one young person. Yeah. Before this leader of the
1: party, which a lot of times not even a young person could get role older Yeah. Oh that's good. That's good. Now let's talk about the education piece. Not just education as a social construct to measure, but also personally defining education in terms of prior experience. So, so do you think someone who chooses to contest for a political post, for example, presidency, should have prior experience? And what is the role of prior experience now that we brought down the age limit, just slightly lower, what do you think the role of prior experience is?
0: So first of all, what I'm going to give you is my personal opinion, not the opinion of the whole man. Of course, I believe experience, experience counts. And like I said, uh, too often we are focused overly on the presence. So yes, why experience counts. If we keep using experience against young people, what we chance are they to get to experience if you don't let them start early? So we have a situation where we complain about the ages of people running for president until we'll they are too old. Yes, we don't want young people to start early. If a young person gets into the House of Assembly, a House of Presidency at 55 and he or she spends fifteen years, yeah. you know, and maybe by the time he or she is 39 or 43 once more for presidency, you have a young person. You have a young person with experience for self-issues, you know. So experience does count, not denying that. But again, it's less than individual voter. Yeah. So experience does count, but sometimes the strength of your ideas are more powerful than your experience let the voters be the final decide.
1: But along that line, wouldn't we want to encourage younger people to at least start from the grassroots level? Maybe running for um counselor
0: We encourage young people to run for every office they feel they didn't fit that they want. If you feel you want to run for the presidency, then run. But for, for us personally, for for us and for me personally personally as Mark Amaza, I would love to see more young people in legislative democracy. Especially at the grassroots level. Yeah. In House of Assembly, as local government chairman, as council in the house of representatives. I would love to see more of those. Yeah. You know? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fully focused on the presidency, you know. But I also believe that someone who is running for presidency should not be prevented because of his age. Let the, you know, the voters, you know, vote for the of what Okay.
1: Oh, that's good. Thank you for that. Um, the next question I have is also along that line of education, and it's going to be a two-pronged question. So. The question, I'm going to ask one question that is a branch off to that. Well, an opinion here could be that people have not, not contested because of age, but because they lack civic education and political mentorship. Are there any interventions from the Not Too Young to Young campaign to educate people on what their civic rights are? Because I had to move out of Nigeria to have a better understanding about Nigeria. Because when you're in a place where there's a heavy political climate, you cannot but just start looking inwardly and start thinking, hmm, so what has Nigeria really been run? I know it's a, it's a democracy, but how is it made up? But what's the constitution? So I've gotten a lot more interest in governance as far as Nigeria is concerned, now that I'm away from it and I live in the U.S. But for the most part, I noticed that among my friends, people are really very interested in you know governance. And because... There could be many reasons for that. You know, schools aren't, they don't teach you all of that, like in details. And even the what you hear about it because of your corruption and all that, it leaves a lot to, to be desired. So what do you think the role of civic education can play in not just complementing your effort, because you guys did reduce the age limit, but if people don't know what they're getting into, if they don't even know how the constitution is being built, are we not just going to be bringing in a crop of inexperienced you know, younger leaders?
0: It's a very good question you ask, and yes, civil education is very important. Not nine. So, so, for example, for what we're doing to help young aspirants, we have a platform called Ready to Run. And young people who are aspiring for any office can reach on that platform and they will get resources. Not money, I should point out. Not financial resources, <laughs> but like resources to help them do better.
2: What kind of yeah. resources?
1: Can you give me <laughs> so, Because we're talking so about Nigerians here. Yeah. Watching by resources It's not money.
0: <laughs> so I, I, I'm I, looking at things like, like for example, organizing them workshops to help them how can they run better campaigns. How can they run different kind of campaigns? No, that will take, you know, that will maximize the advantages and minimize their disadvantages. So, you know, we need to have people that do not think you must have, in as much elections everywhere cost money, yeah. but you must not be, you know, be backed by a money bag, or if money is not the most important thing you need to run yeah. to win. So those kind of things, Have to know, you know just how to do a better campaign to make it, you, know, get out there better. And, yeah, but then generally speaking, too, we did, there's a lot of need for civic education in Nigeria. For me, I've seen a gradual tide change. Uh, give or take, Nigeria is a young democracy. We've just been a democracy for, it's going to be 20 years next year. So, if it, it's a slow awakening, no, I will I'll maybe be careful to compare Nigeria to, to countries like the United States have been in this for over 200 years. Only in India has been doing this for more than 50 years without any break. So, you look at the fact that more and more people, because it, it's for us, like, for example, one of the biggest things this movement has done for me as a person. And I hope it's a lot for other people. is people to realize that you as an electorate have power in your hands. Yeah. you know, so for too far too often, we have people who believe, oh well, I can get from the government, I mean I take my kids to private school, I'm working, I get my salary, so I can insulate myself from the failures of government, you know, yeah. but that is gradually changing. There's a lot of work to do, and it's not something that not, not Young to run as a movement alone can do, or even either of of its um, individual organizations. Is a collective effort that we all need. Every organization, people, religious organizations, the media, we all need to step in and give proper speech. And I can relate to what you're saying. I mean, I meet people, sadly, who are still in Nigeria, who still do not know the difference between I mean, if house have some, it has to house their representatives, they still can't the two, you know, or they still don't even know uh, the process of a, of a bill passing or a yeah. constitutional amendment and yeah. stuff like that. So we try not to be an, not to build an equal chamber of people who are of the same political ours of ourselves, but we need to get out there and then have people. With each election, there is a rising interest. I mean, we're still a year off from the election, but the people are already beginning to talk about candidates, what are they like, a candidate, what does it take. We need to do more, definitely, yeah. But it, it's getting better.
1: Well, very good, very good. Now um, another the question that came up of what we were talking about with this what do you think the role of individual responsibility is in educating ourselves on the constitution of nigeria and what we can do as individuals to change the narrative and um how do you think we can go about you know doing that and this is talking to myself that the self that was in nigeria that i was blind to so many things because i i wasn't taught in school this well about governance and constitution and all of that because i was in science i wasn't in political science and i don't know what to teach them there but as a whole, I feel like we don't we don't have that. I don't know what it is like right now, but I feel like we don't have that space where people can learn more about the constitution. I'm mean, very, very passionate about Nigeria. What well, I think the role of individual responsibility is, basically, what can we start doing now as individuals to catch up on this thing? So that way, we can begin to have that sense that we do count, our voices matter, and we can change the narrative in the country.
0: Okay, so I think, first of all, is to show an interest in this thing, show an interest in going deeper Going more than just reading a social media post and thinking you have informed about an issue, <laughs> uh, because in my experience, I realized one thing: whenever I see people so much vexed over an issue, I take time out, not comment, and dig, deep, dig deep deeper. And most, I realize that why are they so vexed. That's always the question that comes to my head. Yeah. Secondly, there's a there's a um, there's a lot of resources out there on the internet. You know, I like you, I was a science student. I mean, you, from my bio, I'm sure you got the sense yeah. of that. Yeah. But I got a lot of this research online I, I I mean I downloaded the Constitution which available online for free I downloaded constitution I was to go through I was to doesn't it. doesn't I would not claim to be a legal guru but the, i mean it, 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 this is not that hard so you can educate. take a personal personal effort to educate yourself also reach out to people who know you know you are often you're as as smart as the, what you know what you take in is you what know, makes you smart or not so, you know, resources online, interest, people who know. Uh, a lot of times what I do online is to follow people I consider smart and follow their conversation, even if I don't agree with them. But it, it helps me get in deeper and deeper. Um, a favorite object of my passion is really Nigerian media, which I, even though I empathize with their situation, I also feel like they, they do not do enough to, they it just inform, they just um, make us aware, they don't inform us deeply and they don't educate us. Yeah. So you have to take that personal responsibility to say, okay, look, I want to go in deeper. What's really going on in this? You know, uh, if something's happening, if you feel like okay, this is a, what a lawyer friend should know. Which I think, okay, what do you think about this? You know, which is someone just, so we'll just getting more deeper. Because if we are not being an active citizen, start with being properly informed. If you're not properly informed, you can't even make decisions as small as who to vote for, as why should I vote for this person, as what are the current problems. The most prevalent, that are the most important I feel that my, my preferred uh, government should tackle. Um, I was talking to a friend who is on um, Radio OAP and I said something I said, the word idiot, for example, the word idiot comes from, a Greek wo- from the Greek history of the word idiot refers to someone who refused to get involved in city affairs.
1: <laughs> so don't be an idiot.
0: He told- <laughs> exactly. And he's doing a campaign called Don't Be An Idiot. Okay, I and, get and, it now. <laughs> And that's thing. Exactly. Don't be an idiot. So you need to get involved and to get involved I would be getting informed being properly informed
1: hmm, thank you for that let me quote Fowles, the the video this is Nigeria um, and his father the, the intro music there's something his father Femi Falano said
2: poor and the medical facilities are poor we operate a predatory neocolonial capitalist system which is funded on fraud and exploitation and therefore you are bound to have corruption
1: it said we operate a predatory, colonial capitalist system, which is founded on fraud and exploitation, and therefore you're bound to have corruption. So, what would you say to this um, different line of opinion that change the reduce the age all you want, but the constitution as it currently is is built to serve those that run it, those that are in power, not to benefit the populace. So we can reduce the age all we want. What we're just increasing is access to, uh, like, a a wider range of people that have access to looting funds and corrupted young leaders, like, if we're not changing the constitution to be more transparent as far as, you know, public funds, how they are being spent tackling corruption, not just, we have rules against corruption, but they're not really enforced, they're not implemented. If we don't have a complementary effort that does all of that, what would you say to those that would say, well, you guys are just increasing the number of people that can go and loot what do you have to say to that?
0: So, on many levels, Palahni is right about the kind of, um, I, I mean, he's a little big grammar and yeah. We won't try to break it up. But basically, I agree with him that it's, we run a predatory form of political economic system. It's a little, I mean, pre-vandalism, patronage system and all. But also, I also want to point out that we've never posted not Young to run as a silver bullet in Nigeria's program. It's not even a silver bullet to the problem, to the problem of lack of libertarianism lack of quality participation in government is so i mean if you even now it's that big damn narrow it's not popular yeah. so but for us for one we feel like the space now we also so definitely we're not saying doing this doing this you do have done this and then aha and try now you know a, a the land flowing so like in honey and all of that you know we have not ignored many problems i will always point out that vote for young for for people vote for competent credible, non-competence and credibility is very important. There are young people I always vote for because I don't know how to be competent and credible. I mean, so for us, that's what we're looking at. I not saying once it's young, youth alone is not a qualifier. You need to bring something more to the table because you will get old. In four years' time, I can't call myself a youth anymore. So we need to bring something more to the table. So based on that, well, so I also, start, I also believe, like, um, like I said earlier, I want to a challenge to all Nigerians. Whatever I believe is your pain points, organize around it. Personally, for me, for example, I feel like one of the biggest, Nigeria's biggest problem is the fact that it built on a very faulty structure with everything, and, um, you know, put in the center and it dependence on oil, which leads corruption. Yeah. Well, again, a, that's not the focus of our movement. I have other venture. I belong to the, maybe work on that and the rest. So, but for this organization, for this movement, we at find out, okay, how do we expand the space for more young people to be and pass from? this decision-making process? And the North Youngs to run out law that has not been passed, that only not the bill that doesn't is just one of the many steps to be able to expand the space.
1: All right. A follow-up question to that would be, for those that are still trying to tap into that area of individual responsibility to learn more about the Constitution, as they're trying to teach themselves, build up that, you know, knowledge base... What do you think are some of the things they have to look for in a candidate regardless of what position? So for me, knowing what I know about South Korea and just how they built themselves up now to be one of the top leaders in the world, I think of having a leader with nationalistic interests, having a leader that, you know, has clear plans regarding education, healthcare and also having a leader that has plans to enforce rules as far as you know corruption and all, all things like that. If you can add to that, what can young people look at? Even not just young people, people that wanna vote next time because we're gonna have elections soon next year. What kind of, what are some of the signs or things they should look at in making sure that they're not just voting based on you know religious line, religion lines or um, because because it's is from my geographical region, what can they begin to look at look at in candidates that really do have their interest? hand especially those that might not have that prior experience or track record that we usually you know focus
0: on in developed countries other developed countries okay um for me personally i would say look at what why are the person what ideas is the person bringing to the table what what are the person bringing to the table that's very important not just to say uh, provide jobs how do you want to go about
2: providing jobs
0: how do you solve this problem uh the, the, a lot of nigerian positions have master you ask of things a lot and I still say nothing. Yeah. Where they were now yeah. So but we need to drill down. So what are the specifics of your ideas and your plans? And that good thing to look at is is what the person's personality. Does he have a history or does he or does he have a history of saying one thing to and another thing tomorrow? It shows lack of consistency. Have they done anything with past that makes you raise raise red flags? You know, you need to look at their track record. Those things are very very important. Those two, for me, are the most important thing. My excellent likability, someone you like, I feel that should come low on the list, so you ain't gonna like the wrong person. So those things are very important. Look at what are the changes of your ideas, what are the changes you of your ideas, not just the general idea, but the specifics the of house. how the intent you yeah. are about, so you're doing, and yeah. what is their track record? Okay. Who are they? On that personal thing, I look at a lot of times, is I have a bias for people coming to the private sector. The real private sector is a who just get contract? Um, I look at education level, I look at how level, it changes. It, it oftentimes builds up to somebody. Yeah. It doesn't mean it, it's uh, a foolproof way of knowing whether they're or not, but it's a good
2: matter. Okay.
1: Very good. Thank you so much for that. So, I've written that down and I'm going to share that as well. You know, focus on the house, how they intent to do things, not just empty promises the track record and, you know, just from the private sector. Now we're going to move on to the Mardi Gras section of the podcast and then we'll come back with some final thoughts. Are we good? All right. All right. Um, welcome to the Mardi Gras section of the podcast where I get to ask my guests questions off of um, a set of napkins that I got from Walmart. And the question Mr. Mark has chosen is, is this. Mr. Mark, you are a world traveler. Where's your next stop and why?
0: I will pick Europe i like to be a top Europe. Why? Because it always has a, what's the word? I want to say idyllic. Uh, pace that seems slow from that. I like, you no, know, I mean, from what I've seen on TV, at it's, it's very slow, it's alive. You know, people sitting by, by sidewalks, you know, you know um, beautiful art, and uh, football. I love to watch. Like, one thing I like, I love to do is like, get out of go the good place and get, and get, um, no, watch football matches like what a football history yeah um basically just i oh, would just love to go around europe
1: okay um yeah. I, I have been to london before and it was quite a wonderful experience um on my to-do list now is to go across europe preferably by train and stop at you know historical cities in and just explore the history. I love history, by the way. So and then know yeah. it's, it's very connected. So I think you're gonna have a good time if you go. Are you gonna go alone or go with somebody?
0: It depends. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there's someone, if there's someone to go with and uh, yeah. be well, well, where well without a meeting.
1: Yeah. Well, when you do go, I wish you the very best and have a good time there. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, could I could have probably asked Eastern part of Europe or Western part. Of that? that doesn't matter. That's fine. Um, so we're kind of rounding. All off. of Europe. <laughs> i figured out as
0: much because you, you just want to go to europe yeah just well, we'll <laughs> i think i find the eastern part a little bit more interesting because of you eastern. know growing up yeah. growing up and uh, you know the whole end of communism yeah, American, yeah, the, yeah. Of europe, and then realizing that there's a lot of beautiful history to be like Hungary the, or croatia um, you know yeah, yeah. makes you want to go there
1: yeah. I feel like you need to see both sides have a full appreciation for it. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. And I do have some, you know, follow-up questions. Now that your basic request has been somehow approved, what's next? And I know there's still a lot of work to be done because you didn't get all you wanted. The presidency was, I think, was a big thing that you guys scored a deal on. What is next for the Not Too Young to Run campaign?
0: For, the, for us now, main thing is to get as many young people as possible to run get as many as they are running to have them to provide them as much support as they can. So that if, if young people don't take advantage of this law, then we are be working for nothing. But we know that already, I mean, we have had seen, we've seen people declaring, posters going up even before they, they were signed. So we are coming out of that. So for us, that's the number one thing. Get young people to put up a good showing in next election. Yeah. After that, they are going to pick up the gun set and continue pushing for other things. Pushing for independent candidates, pushing for lower, more age reduction pushing for campaign finance reforms, uh, push, helping young people mm-hmm. within parties to organize and so they can also push a better uh, democracy to have more opportunities for young people. Okay,
1: that's good. I think that's very complimentary to your Not Young to Run campaign. Is it going to have another name?
0: For the Not Young to Run, Well, we think it's still going to be Not Young to, I mean, it's, it's, it's catchy it's enough, well. how yeah.
1: This is for the cynical person in me. Some months ago, President Buhari came out and he allegedly said Nigerian youths are lazy and the swiftness with which this, this bill was passed into law might make some begin to wonder, by some I mean me, like why should we trust that this he has a like good intentions? Because he did come out to say later on that if the youth are planning to run, they should give him how many more years? Was it more, eight more years before we plan running? That he would like to like, run again. What do you have to say that cynical person in me, judging by his statement? As well? Okay,
0: so for uh, him, the part he said that young people should give him, the chance to run to 2023, I was not in the room, but many of my colleagues were there. And it's actually a joke that mm. was lost. But we'll also people to say maybe he's scared of the challenge the young person will, will offer him. <laughs> so maybe it's like, no, hoping not for easier. Just... No. <laughs> But um, so that was the joke lost in translation. Um, about his intentions, even jokes opposed against his comment. Well, at this point, it's already law. It's not even within his special power to present a young person to be elected, or unless it does something extra judicial, which would be wrong of him to do that. So intentions here do not matter. It's been law. It's law, and that's what counts. Yeah. And of course, yes, like many like other Nigerians were disappointed in that statement when you said young people are lazy and well, young Nigerians are lazy and entitled. Yeah. If anything we, we we all know that's been true. I mean, for example, this campaign was entirely done by young people. There you from go. start to end. And it's just one of the many amazing things young people are doing in this country. So definitely we, we are not lazy and entitled. Yes, a, if anything, young people even need more opportunities to show how They're vibrant and how mm-hmm. Smart, yeah. they, they are in every facet of
1: life. Well, speaking as a Nigerian, your challenge
0: accepted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're glad you have seen the challenge.
1: Yes, yes, I'm, I'm excited actually. And sad as it may, was well, not sad. It took me loving another country like South Korea to really begin to see my country in a different light. But regardless, I'm a late bloomer today, this. So I'm here, that's all that matters. I'm hopeful that I know so many people are also going to get on on board with this. And before we know it, we'll have a very well-educated masses, not just at far as education level, but knowing more about our civic rights and what we can do, not for the Constitution, but about the Constitution, and change. You know, start making changes in Nigeria as well. Yeah. Obi, so what tribe are you from? From Niger? For those that are listening that are not Nigerians, so or even Nigerians, I might be curious. Yes. So we have three major tribes, and I know I'm going to get shut down for this. Three major, I said major. (laughs) There are many beautiful tribes in Nigeria that, you know, I don't know all of them, but three ones are Yoruba, Hausa, and Ibo. I'm from the Yoruba tribe. Now, Mr. Mark, what's
0: what's your tribe? And what language is this? I'm pretty sure i never heard about it. It's called Isbura, Bura, B-U-R-A, and Borno State.
1: Ah, never heard of it. There you go.
0: Yeah, the Borno State, and little of us in, a few in Adamawa and, for the few in Yogi. Wow. Yes. So I mean, uh, so if you Google it though, you see it. Uh, I did, I just
1: did. I just did. It's Chadic language. It's exactly. the tempura, I just went on there. It's African. Yeah. There's a bit of Asia in it. Mmm. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm impressed. So yeah, <laughs> well, good. So what language you speak? The Bura language. How's that I, different from Hausa?
0: Ah, uh, very different. So we speak. Generally, speak very fast.
1: <laughs> really.
0: Ah, yeah. Uh, A friend did say we speak like dogs playing water on their feet. I I don't see that. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. That's funny. Um, Do you mind saying something long so we can hear what that sounds like and you can tell us what you just
0: said? All right. I'm going to tell you what um, so that's 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 as brief as I can get. So let me not, no, let me not have that. Let me just 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 I'm grateful to having any your listeners on your show. The languages that closest to ours are languages like Kilba, Adama.
2: Wow.
0: Uh, yeah, Kibaku, which is what people in Kibok speak, and um, uh, everything. Well, yeah. So good. for example, someone from Chibok can uh, speak Kibaku to me, and I understand. I speak Bura to him, and he understand. That's good.
1: So like the uh, Portuguese-Spanish connection, you know, people that speak Spanish. Yeah,
0: that kind of thing. Then we have some small connected
1: primary. Oh, nice. I mean, even just looking more into your language, as at 1987, it's been, it was cited that more than, it was spoken by 250,000 people. I'm sure that number was probably reduced by now.
0: Or <laughs> maybe increased? I don't know. Is it dying? <laughs> Do you think it's dying? Do you think it's
2: dying? Or it's... Uh,
0: I think it is. I think it is. Um, it is. It is dying.
1: Yeah, and don't feel bad about. it. I think some languages, as a whole, are dying. You
0: know, so it's, it's not just. speculative. I'm covered by the fact that French, French language, my dad by I think 100. I know, I know,
1: and Chinese is like, Mandarin is like increasing. A real thing about Bora languages, it's compared to a voiceless. Palatal lateral fricative. It's a very rare way of speaking words. I, I didn't
0: know that myself. Come again, yeah. voiceless well, word.
1: It's a voiceless palatal lateral fricative. That means it's a type of consonantal sound that is used in few spoken languages. That's one of the um, yeah. typical presentation of the Burra language.
0: I agree. There's some words, if I, what i want to listen to my friends is I'll call them some words out and pronounce it, and then yeah. you have like a bunch of consonants together. Yeah. And the production is so different. I, I will try that with you, so let me try that. Um, they're going okay. to pronounce. M H uh, Y A. How do you
1: pronounce
0: it?
1: M H Y A. Yeah. Well, it depends if I'm Spanish. I can say Maya or Maya. Maya or Maya. Yeah. Yeah. Via. Huh?
0: Yep. Say M-H-Y-A. It again. B-A. Yeah.
1: M H Y A. Oh really? How How did you make? Like, where's that the first one? The, the where's where that from?
0: <laughs> so if we pronounce it kind of like M T H Y A.
1: Oh
0: well, it's corporate pronounced M H Y A. It's called it's M H Y A. So I agree with, with yeah, so I never knew there was a term to that.
1: <laughs> now you can use it. Actually the citing it is it's gonna be from Wikipedia. So you can actually go on Wikipedia and it's gonna give you those the phrasing I just gave you. It's it's a voiceless ah. consonant that is used really in spoken language. Oh interesting. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: Oh, very good. Thank you for sharing that part of you because I didn't know you're from the north. Because you know your last name sounds like Igbo. Yeah. Gonna, I'm, right. gonna, I'm sure you get a lot of curious, a lot curious of questions from that, and and then you have like a peculiar language that I never. This is my first time hearing about the Bora language. So just a final way of ending this, you said a lot of things, uh, Mr. Mark, and call to action would be. Um place of individual responsibility. A lot has been done for us as Nigerians, so for those listening, um, the Not Too Young to Run campaign, they've done a good job in bringing out the qualification. So if you're interested in, you know, running for a political office, make sure you check their website out at NotTooYoungToRun.org and I'll put that specific information on the website www.mosible.com and you can learn more about their platform. They also have another initiative called Ready to Run, where they can provide you with all the resources to get you started. Not money specifically, remember, but they can help you get started (laughs) on internship, on building your campaign, and how to run an effective campaign. Even how to maybe write a bill. You know, those are skills you need to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used to be very involved in my student governance and. I was so, like, it blew me away when we had a workshop on how to write a bill and how to, like, you know, do all of that fancy stuff, and I didn't know there was so much that went into it, but once you get into it, there's a lot of appreciation you have for people that write bills, because they ain't an easy tax, I tell you. So, get you know, get involved with them. If, you, if there's a platform you're very passionate about, if it's education, if it's women empowerment, if it's ending rape, if it's whatever, you know, there's always somebody like you that you can partner with, but ready-to-run or not young to run campaign. They have those resources already, so they're not reinventing the wheel. So get on board with them, you know, email them or contact them, check out their website and ask those questions and get started in fixing our country. And some things you said, Mr. Mark, about call to actions, which I'm going to reiterate, is, you know, download the Constitution. You know, I had never done that before, and I'm going to do that right afterwards. What I know about the Nigerian Constitution is maybe from anecdotes and just from reading from places, but I haven't at once seen in one pdf like long pdf file just read it through it so i'm going to download that on my kindle and read through that and you know when you're voting for your next candidate be it at the grassroots level focus on the house not just what they're saying anybody can send it anybody can give you sweet nothings how do they plan to you know achieve whatever they give to you. And if you find out that their, their ideas are not running with yours, find another candidate. Let's stop being sentimental about religious lines, about, you know, geographical lines, because that has been killing us. Let's vote, you know, with our heads, not with, you know, how we feel. And also focus on focus on the housing and look at their track records. Who are they? What have they done in the past? Are they going to just be the same crop of the people in governance that we've had? Because if change is going to happen, we can also make that change happen by voting in the right people.
0: And Mr. Mark, along with yeah. do you have anything to add to this before? I, I, also, I also say for everyone who is listening,
1: yeah.
0: if you are not ready to vote, go and get your PVC.
1: Yes. And PVC. can raise
0: to vote. Right from now, start scrutinizing candidates who want to vote for every office. I and mean, we take a commonly naked Nigeria postman on the president. But every office matters. Scrutinize. If you feel there are people who you, feel who you think are good for certain offices, encourage them to run. They could do that encouragement. Yeah. You, you can you know, give them that motivation. But get involved. What they've done with this movement and this Mm bill was just in our access. What everybody can and should play is not Mm -hmm. exclusively reserve of a few. So we should all get involved.
1: That's true. Whether you vote or not, you're still responsible for whoever is in power. And yes, we've always paid more attention to the president, but that's a whole lot of eye on the president. While the fat ones, they line their pockets are stealing from the governor and then the local local government. So let's be yeah. very, very attentive. Let's pay, pay attention at every level, not just the presidency. And another thing that you know I taught me, my friend was you know, following some people on Twitter to learn more about public resources. So I follow budget and they teach you how you, you can the right of yeah. every citizen to have access and understand public budget. So take for example, if your governor said they, they allocated this X amount of budget to maybe provide cars to people, they follow them and find out how much of this money? Did you see? You're gonna do that, and they they have pictures. They show evidence, and so this is this kind of gets people start, you know, thinking like, well, there's no place to hide anymore. There's gonna come a point in time where. Every X amount of Naira has to be allocated from. That's Nigeria, you know, I hope to see in the future. where corruption is not something we just laugh about yeah. and joke about. So follow people that can, you know, empower you and also get you start thinking. Let's get excited about our country. We need to take our country back and put it in the right place it needs to be. That's being the giant of Africa, not just in mouth, but in action as well. Well, and don't forget what Mr. Mark said. Get your PVC. We need to vote. Vote with your power. Vote with your voice. And vote not out of sentiment. Vote with, you know, the right information and well like they always say god bless nigeria well thank you mr mark if you don't have any questions i'm just gonna go ahead and do the final jingle all right
0: All right. Well, it's very and, much having me show.
1: Thank you, thank you, and I'm a huge fan of your work, by the way. Huge, huge fan of your work. Thank you. we you. following your you Twitter, and, and keep up the good works. I'm, I'm excited, and for some Nigerians like me in the diaspora, I can tell you that a lot of us are excited. One of yeah. You of know, for I forgot. To, uh, so you live in Abuja, right? Yes, I do. So for those that are, you know, that are wondering about Abuja, that have never been there before, maybe those that are even in Lagos, or those that are, because I have a lot of non-Nigerians that listen to this show. How would you sell Nigerian yeah. tourism to them? Why should they come to Abuja? What's beautiful about
0: Abuja? Uh, okay. So I would say what's beautiful about Abuja. I mean it's um hmm. Abuja as compared to well, it's easier to tell Abuja to people from Lagos because it's quieter, <laughs> there's less traffic There's we do and so you can you know able to get from here to there in a lot of minutes. But overall I think it's it's beautiful to come and see a place where there's just, uh, I I would only tell Nigeria the whole and Abuja particularly being of government
2: being yeah. seen
0: where the decisions are made like, that in Nigeria and other part of Africa and uh, see, experiencing cultures, like it's a melting of cultures. So in yeah. you know, experience, but so, like northern culture, like southern cultures, you know, it's, it's all melting pot there. Yeah. You can see um it's it's a city built from scratch. So both like yeah. It's you forgot there. the rock, you <laughs> forgot the rock, the rock part of it.
1: It's of surrounded by a rock. It's
0: yeah, the I Zuma, think the rock, Zuma rock. sorry. Uh, and
1: it's Azarok.
0: The Jabi the Jabi lake which is man made and it's really large and, and lovely. uh then many, many beautiful things to, to see and experience. Experience a lot of Nigerian food. Not just, just not just jollof rice. More than <laughs> just
1: I think it's also very heterogeneous, like almost like Lagos. I think Lagos and Abuja yeah share that yeah.
0: peculiarity. They share that. They're very, very mixed. You know, that's mixed there. That's very every all cultures even national,
1: the main nationality because many nationalities are there you know how yeah. you want to you get you get a taste of everything yeah and i know people from lagos are gonna you know come at me with their pitchforks and all that i'm from lagos i'm in lagos <laughs> very well I, I enjoy visiting abuja because the traffic is not as crazy as we have in lagos so if you want a place of rest a place of you know opulence and ease abuja is a place to go and visit and you know and and the
0: beauty of living the beauty of living Abuja is night life. We don't do uh, just Friday night life like Lagos people, which we understand. Really? It. Yeah. It's weird. So it's, it's- I mean I I I don't go on I only go on Friday night. So if I want to go on Monday night, I'll go to Monday <laughs> night. Really? And I can stay on Friday. Yeah. Whoa. That's almost on head of in Lagos. Which which yeah, yeah, is
1: the next day. <laughs> wow. Well anyways. <laughs> Consider it (laughs) so. Well, everyone, that has been the show, The Most Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'd like to hear from my listeners, actually. I don't get emails from people. and Sometimes I want to hear from you. So email me at talktomore at dot com and if you want to follow uh, Mr Mark on um, Twitter, what's your Twitter handle again?
0: So Twitter handle is Amazonic A-M-A-S-O-N-I-C. Uh The name is Mark Amaza on Facebook.
1: Yeah, okay, and then don't forget the um, website as well, not too young to run dot org, which I'm going to include all of that, those details. Yeah, and
0: I'm, I'm, I'm ready to run ng dot org.
1: Say so that again slowly.
0: Ready to run oh, ready.
1: NG. Oh, ready. oh ready, to or run yes. ready to run Yes, ready to run NG.org. And, you know, follow <laughs> him on Facebook. Shoot him a question if you have more questions about this. Email me because I want to hear from you guys. Please email me. Email me. <laughs> and I'll um, catch you guys on another episode. Um, thank you for listening. And have a wonderful rest of the day, Mr. Mark. And I will be in touch with you soon. I
0: uh, have a beautiful day too. Yes, I'm going to show you.
1: All right. Bye-bye.
2: Bye bye. Bye. Many criminal cases are settled in police stations. I bet they can. This is Nigeria. Look how I'm living up. Look how I'm living up. Everybody be criminal. This is Nigeria. Where the madam Philomena. Money vanished for your office, 36 million, you toss in an animal. This is Nigeria, never ending recession. When looters are killers are stealers are still contesting election. Politicians wait thieves some billion and billion, you know they go prison. Police station, they close by six. Security reason. My brothers and sisters, I want you to put your hands up right now. Because your miracle is coming this week If you believe me, let me hear you say amen uh, This is Nigeria Praise and worship we're singing out Pastor put his hand on the breast of his member He's pulling the demon out This is Nigeria hey. There's plenty of halasha Full of the heads, man, still they slaughter Got the people, they massacre This is Nigeria Come in my area this is democracy, political hysteria. Yahoo, yahoo, don't see everywhere now and we act like it's so cool. Casting the beer, being castigated just for trying to be noble. This is Nigeria. Look how I'm living up. Look how I'm living up. Everybody be criminal. But what happens every day is that the system has allowed it. For instance, there is no law that allows you to. Take money from the church, invest in business, and privatize it. No! It is only in Nigeria where you can take money from the church. Money contributed by poor congregation member. You go and set up a university that the members cannot attend, cannot send their children to. It's against the rule and the law of God. It's against our
1: constitution. So behind me now was a song, This is Nigeria by Fowles. A Nigerian artist and also a lawyer. Original cover by... Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, aka Troy from Abed and Troy and community. I've known him like since forever before he became very popular, I can say that. Well if you loved the song, this wasn't the full track, check out the YouTube video. It's you know nicer and it gives a lot more context and i also suggest to watch other videos that are explaining all the things that are going on for those that are not nigerians who might be wondering about the political and socio economic landscape of nigeria this video has a way of just wrapping up all of the problems we're having right now and with the hope i hope that we just don't sweep it under the rug like another viral song but like songs that we can always go back to and say that was the revolution that was when we became you know very vocal about our issues we Became united with one voice, but it starts with this go get your permanent voters card if you are Nigerian and you are eligible to vote. Go get that and start voting and start getting more involved. Check out the Ready to Run website as well as Not Too Young to Run.org. Catch you guys in another episode. Bye.